The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. I'm sorry, what? Instead, eat? Eat. Eat. Food. Food. Diet. Eat. You know, eat this. Yeah. For your mitochondria? Right? That's the yeah. blood, right? No, no, for your powerhouse of your cells. Oh, right. I'll ex- let me explain. <laughs> In a podcast. (laughs) Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. Nourishing your mitochondria isn't likely the first thought that you have as you open your eyes in the morning. I beg to differ with you, Leanne. (laughs) (laughs) Forget about paying bills, forget about going to work, forget about feeding the dog. It's mitochondria. Because it was how many years ago in biology that you probably last mentioned that word? Oh, are you kidding? I have no idea what we're talking about. You're going to have to fill me in here. (laughs) Well, that's what we're doing, right? That's what we do here on Eat This With Leanne. Now, even though that wasn't your first thought, yet the energy, the thought, the movement that follows waking up all take energy that's produced within every single cell of your body. Now, you know that I love to do a deep dive on the show in this podcast, and truly, I'm not sure that we could go any deeper than the structure within each and every cell that make energy by using oxygen and nutrients from your food. Your amazing human body is fueled by trillions of microscopic powerhouses called your mitochondria. Now, this is not the cell. This is within the cell. Oh, wow. So that's pretty deep. We'd have to crawl into a black hole in order to get deeper than that. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not sure that we could go any deeper here. Now, they're in almost every single cell of your body. And these tiny but mighty energy-producing structures generate the energy that we need to survive. Mitochondrial disease can affect anyone at any age, and sadly, there is no cure. Your brain, your heart, your nerves that send messages all over your body, your muscles, and all those organs that are absolute workhorses have more mitochondria than, say, your skin cells, for instance. But trust me when I say that they are everywhere. I've introduced you to biohacking in the last few weeks. And in the first episode, which was episode 125, which is essentially all about optimizing your health, aka on a cellular level, that's really where I introduced you to talking about the mitochondria. Now, I realized while I've been talking about biohacking, like how to help your body and your cells with the right light, right? I talked about that in episode 127, red light and near infrared light from Orion that I absolutely love. And you know that you can get a discount when you use the code EATTHIS on orionrlt.ca. Then I also talked about knowing yourself better with the DNA test from the dnacompany.com forward slash eat this. You get 50 bucks off when you 
type all that in. Now I've done that. And what I kind of noticed after talking about all this stuff that we didn't really do a deep dive into food, you know, and this is called Eat This with Leanne. Now eating for your mitochondria can be protective for your brain, not only to reduce your risk of Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, MS, and prevention of any other neurological diseases, but also just to maintain your brain health, reduce inflammation that's the cause of most cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and situations like high blood pressure. Then, of course, there's pain that we talked about last week with Dr. Davis Brockenshire in episode 127 because the root of pain is a signal that there's something not right. And the cause of the pain is in itself a stress response that has a knock-on effect to everything else. So as I go round in circles talking about this stuff, all roads lead back to the mitochondria. Now there's a loss of energy that happens as we age. You just don't have that same spark or really looking at a toddler sitting back and watching a toddler run around. You realize that their mitochondria are in great health. Yours is starting to dwindle. (laughs) (laughs) Life as a toddler is the best because they, if you really sit back and just watch them, they look like they're drunk. Right. They're like, that's like they're day drunk at all times. Right. Just wandering around, bumping into things, loving life, loving everyone. It's wonderful. Oh, it's absolutely phenomenal. I remember some, a study where they had like a high class athlete or something trying to mimic the movements of a toddler (laughs) and they actually couldn't even keep up. Like it's, it's truly phenomenal to just, and I, when I say sit back, cause you almost need that observation that place of being in observation right. of seeing just how many movements that they make. It's ra- it's such random thinking, right? We're not like that anymore, right? As you get older, you no. start you start thinking in your brain, you start prioritizing, and I've got to do one, yeah. two, and three, and A, B, and C, and they're like A, Z, four. That's right. <laughs> Exclamation right. point! Like they're all over the map. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. And then they go and then they sleep, you know, whereas yeah, right. we push, push, but like, it's just right. different, but, but there is a time <laughs> in life where you get to a point where you're like, wow, I just, I just don't have the energy that I used to. And the root of this is the health and the ability for your mitochondria to regenerate after their life of about a hundred days or so but they actually need to regenerate without any missing parts that lead to the, like, let's say the wrinkles that you see on your face. That's an outward sign of aging. Then there's what you can't see on the inside. So like this lack of energy or this, Oh God, I just don't quite have it in me. Now fueling yourself in a way that supports these little powerhouses to reproduce effectively is at the root of health, the root of longevity and optimization of the truly amazing life that we have in this body that we're leading right now. So today on Eat This with Leanne, eating for mitochondrial health and optimization of your internal powerhouse. Now, do you remember back in biology class when you talked through what like a cell was, we're talking cell walls and all these kind of things, where there was like this little tiny blip in there that was talking about the mitochondria. And for <laughs> lovely listeners, I'm looking through my Zoom screen at Chris, and I can already tell I've got a great friend that has this phenomenal saying that if I ask him something, he says, I have to go to the Wayback Machine to recall that. What? And I think that's, that's not where, me. Uh, You're not talking uh, about me. No, no, no. <laughs> no. 
That is not something I would say. <laughs> he, he, well, my friend, I can just see his face going, oh, it might be in there somewhere, but I can't actually find out where it is. If I, you know, bring up something like, you know, that you just can't remember, just go back in the Wayback Machine to try and remember what on earth mitochondria is from your biology class. The only thing I remember from biology class is the shock value of seeing the the human anatomy for the first time. Oh, really? Right. So that that first time they pull down the man and the woman and and their anatomy. Yeah. Right. And that's the yeah. first thing that pops into my head. And of course, you know, being the age we are at that point, there's a bunch of giggles <laughs> in the class. Of and course. yeah, that's what I. That's the only thing that's I what... recall. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we all have hundreds, thousands hundreds of thousands of little factories in your cells that turn food and oxygen into energy. Us humans, can you believe it, have a hundred thousand trillion mitochondria in our bodies. We make about two billion mitochondria every second throughout our lives and their lifespan, the mitochondrial lifespan, is about a hundred days. The highest number of mitochondria is where you need the energy the most. So 2 million mitochondria per cell in your brain. In females, our eggs have 600,000 mitochondria per cell. Heart and and muscle cells have 5,000 per cell of mitochondria, and they all generate 90% of your energy and use 90% of your oxygen. Nice. Like, isn't that just, isn't that just like. I just made like 60 billion mitochondria while you were talking right there. Right? Yeah. Amazing. Look at me go. So impressive. Look at you go, Chris. <laughs> I love it. Now, all that's so impressive that you also have to understand that 90% of inflammation in the body is in the mitochondria. So I've set up a really good story to just kind of like bring it into, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> So from a website, mitocanada.org, they estimate that millions of Canadians suffer from disease with mitochondrial dysfunction. Now, these include, and I mean, I would say all over the world, this was just a Canada stat. And being Canadians, we don't often have all Canadian stats. So I just thought I'd bring I'd bring that up. But so you understand the disease part of the mitochondria, they influence diabetes. Diseases of the heart, the kidney, the liver, Alzheimer's, ALS, Parkinson's, autism, cancer, blindness, deafness, chronic fatigue, seizures, learning disabilities, heart defects, and infertility, poor growth, and so many others, as well as things like syndromes that have various names that are kind of like a collection of issues that make up this, you know, lack and they call it a syndrome that you might have finally been diagnosed with after a lot of looking into it. Now, the point of mito, which is the lingo that I found, Chris, so we're not going to necessarily say mitochondria all the time. They shorten it to mito, M-I-T-O. This way of eating is really to support healthy mitochondria with nutrients that they use to make energy. Like I said, they are the powerhouse. Now, there are harmful foods and there are supportive foods that can help restore and really lead you through a graceful easing process. Optimizing energy, preventing fatigue and pain and cognitive problems while supporting muscle mass and burning fat. That's what we're talking about. All that to help you feel better, 
think clearly, have less aches, stiffness, and the chance of really any kind of disease sneaking up on you. Now there's a protein called brain-derived neurotrophic factor, or BDNF, and they protect all the neurons that help really, and also just help create new ones. BDNF is like kind of a growth factor or a growth hormone for neurons and is really vital for thinking, learning, and a higher level of brain function. BDNF is lower in Alzheimer's and Parkinson's patients. So increasing your BDF in any way really sounds to me like it's essential. The short list quickly, just before we jump into the foods, to look at when we're talking about this mito eating or mito diet, I don't know, you can call it whatever you want, but really the way of moving forward to support your mitochondria is intermittent fasting. That's a really big one. There's a few things that you can take. So there's a spice called curcumin that comes from turmeric, that stuff that makes everything orange, including my fingers and my clothes. <laughs> I've been, ta been taking, I've been taking BioA curcumin, a physical product that I actually also put into my biohacking bundle over on SproutRight.com. And I can't tell you the amount of times that I go and take the actual capsule instead of pouring it in the lid, and I end up with the orange everywhere. It's a great color that they actually use, I think, also in Europe for coloring foods instead of the um, the number 40 tartrazine. So they use it like that. So it, it's, that, it's that powerful. That turmeric is absolutely incredible from an anti-inflammatory standpoint. Then there's also omega-3 fats, uh, also DHA, which is in my Omega Boost and that's in the bundle as well. Also B vitamins, taking a B complex every single day and also getting your antioxidants in through diet, colorful foods, all the while reducing your calorie intake for those who are, who are just generally consuming too much. And maybe you don't realize it because you just have a drink that has a lot of extra calories in it when you could have just had some water, for instance. And if you are carrying excess weight, if you are overweight, then there's an imbalance there somewhere. There's also exercise, stimulating your brain. And no, that's not from doing a quiz on your phone. And also meditation. All of these increase the BDNF, sauna and red light. Well, that also can help. And a diet that's lower in carbs, that's also been shown for a way to increase BDNF. Really, the standard North American diet full of processed, sugary, white kind of, shoes, kind of foods, they really, they're just a kick in the gut for your BDNF. So these two really do play together. All right, so let's get into what the Mito diet might look like. All right, I'm way ahead of you here. I've got uh, my own list. Uh, I believe uh, what will show up on the supportive list. Oh, right. Okay, let's you can tell it. me. I mean, I'm pretty sure I nailed it. I mean, I've been doing these podcasts now, what, 120 some odd episodes. So yep. I've become a pretty smart cookie. Um, yes. Supportive foods for the mitochondria. Now, this isn't in any particular order, alphabetically or anything. Uh, okay. So sugar. Um, <laughs> alcohol, uh, saturated fats, and I have Skittles here. I don't know what, I'm not sure what category that would fall under, but mm -hmm. yeah. So am I, am I, uh, close? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. You're not even in the hood, the ballpark, <laughs> in the same book, on the same bookshelf or in the library. <laughs> Sorry, my friend. Oh. That sucks. All right. Well. We're yep. just gonna, on. we're gonna get, get rid of that. All righty. Yep. 
Okay. The exact opposite of Chris's gift <laughs> is really what we're going to bring. But thanks for coming out. I appreciate the input. All right, <sighs> listeners. All right. Okay. Well, I'm just. It gives you a giggle, though, doesn't well, it? I'm, I'm learning along with you, I guess. No, you know what it is. Everybody's like, yep, great, perfect, awesome. See you now. Yeah. Hopefully, they all shut off the podcast right at that moment. And no. they're all they're all out God, there. God, no. They're all out the there B, the BDNF just left the building. <laughs> on Skittles dipped in alcohol. <laughs> Is that a martini, a Skittles martini by any chance? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't it Twizzlers that are one chemical away from pantyhose or something? Oh, I've heard that said. I, I don't actually know that it's true, but I have heard it enough that it's sort of stuck in my brain. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've never tried right? to stick my leg in a Twizzlers before. <laughs> 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 I don't know what the hell you get. What to. websites are you visiting for crying out loud? Oh, someone, or maybe someone just said it. You oh, know, it's see. one of those those stupid things that people say, and then of course my brain is like, oh crap, I gotta Google that. Is that true? Like, how many chemicals are in a Twizzler, and how many are they similar? Like, I'd pull up two browsers, and then I'd be comparing, going, oh my god, it's right. We all have that. Scared. We all have that one friend who, for whatever reason, has these weird yes. facts just floating around in their brain right? and you're thinking to yourself where do That's you get it. this stuff <laughs> yeah exactly exactly all right so let's actually talk about the anti-inflammatory nutrients okay. and they are the polar opposite to what Chris has just said <laughs> because I'm talking maximum <laughs> plants you know the plants that come out of the ground and they grow and you know they have sunlight on them no factories all mm. that kind of stuff yeah I've, right. I've heard of yeah. them I've, I've yeah. seen them on my burger before there's that the green thing on my <laughs> right. burger right I usually push <laughs> it to the one what, side the and it <laughs> takes away from the taste yeah the pickle <laughs> but yes I've I've heard of not this the, plant life. Not the soggy, I, not the soggy iceberg. Lettuce, no, no, right? No, no, right? Exactly. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Okay, so we're talking real phytonutrient consumption is really what we're after here. So these are real fruits and veggies, and I don't necessarily just mean an apple a day, but it's about eating diverse diversity. You need diversity in your anti-inflammatory fruits and veggies, and that can look like. 8 to 12 servings of whole colorful fruits and vegetables a day. And that will guarantee a generous supply of anti-inflammatory phytonutrients, minerals, vitamins, and not the added sugars that you get from your bag of Skittles. <laughs> okay. And a serving is like a handful, right? If you grabbed a handful of something in your fist, is that considered a serving? I think that's a really good general rule. Thank you for that, Chris, because I know that Health Canada has like a serving size. So say a serving size of spinach mm -hmm. is probably more like a cup of spinach because it's squished squish down stuff, right? Right. Um, otherwise, it's typically like, you know, maybe a half a cup of blueberries. I mean, I'd, you know, I'd 4X that myself. But um, but generally speaking, if you're looking at what a serving size is, then you can just Google serving size of anything and you'll get an idea just for like two or three things. And then you're away to the races to kind of look at your hand size and know, you can eyeball it basically is what I'm saying. Once right. you know a, a few of them, then you're away to the races. You certainly don't have to have a list next to you every time you eat something. But I bet you, if you taught it up right now, how many you would have in a day. I mean, you know, it's summertime and my teens are at home and I can honestly say, if they get one in, that's a good day. Good, you know, it's good. They've, one they've had, one serving. They've had one serving. Oh, okay. And that and that's not for a lack of mom 
groaning at them and nagging them, please go have some blueberries or please do this or please do that. And no, the whatever flavor you have in the ice cream that you just went and purchased again doesn't count. (laughs) Or I think they keep buying these uh, uh, popsicles, lemon and mint. They are incredible, but those little flecks of mint in there, no, not a serving. (laughs) So, so, (laughs) you know, this is, you know, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And I remember doing, I put out something years and years ago, amp up your plants. And it was to get people up to 10 servings a day. And people really, really, um, they went for it. And to get to 10 was a lot of effort. So just let you know, I'm, I recognize that. And even if it's one massive salad, uh, every day, every week, I make massive salads and into my salads are grated beets. I get the the peas, I shell the peas and I put the peas in there and then I've got my nuts and seeds and I have the sprouts and all that. So in my one container, I'm shoving in as much as possible just so that I can, you know, kind of not necessarily be one and done, but I know that I've got that one going in in a day. So just so you know, I too do find it a challenge, but that's really the goal. That's what you're going for. So with your primary focus being vegetables, you know, the bitter ones in the cruciferous fam- family, like broccoli, watercress, arugula, now they have all strong anti-inflammatory effects. Polyphenols, now those are really therapeutic foods. They come from blueberries, strawberries, walnuts. We know polyphenols are in tea, especially green tea and coffee, but only black coffee. And they've been shown in both human and animal studies to increase cognitive function and decrease inflammation. They may actually even help increase your lifespan. These are all high antioxidant rich foods that are mitigating the damage from just oxidation, right? Oxygen creates oxidation. We can't get away from it. It happens in every single cell, in every single mitochondria, it's going to be there. So this is where the nutrient dense foods have to be a part of your diet to deal with the oxidation and just the cellular damage that happens to the cells and the mitochondria. So that white bread, the cupcakes that your daughter was sent um, by her new job, which happened yesterday. So there's like a dozen cupcakes with all sorts of crazy stuff on top. Well, basically, it's the opposite of what I'm talking about here. (laughs) We want nutrient dense foods, not the white stuff. And they all contain protective enzymes and vitamins. Could you just give me the name of the place she is working for? I'd like to apply. That sounds great. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she was thrilled by it, of course. But there's like a cookie monster one in there, which means the whole cupcake is blue. Can you not just eat the white one at least? Or maybe the slightly less colorful one? But yeah, I know. They just tune mom out now because they've heard it so many times. All right, back to the enzymes and the vitamins. Let's not get sidetracked here. Otherwise, we'll be here all day. Um, So this is not the first time I've talked about this. In pretty much every episode, I talk about antioxidants. And every single, anytime I mention Kid Boost or Skin Boost, which are are both um, from my own supplement line, which I actually talked about a lot in episode 109, if you want to head back there to get more information. But they are superfood powders. And you mix them up and you drink it every single day, which I do. I put in my B vitamins in there. I put my collagen in there now. I found a great collagen that I've been having. Um, And even some green spirulina and all of that kind of stuff goes in there. Oh my God, there's so many things that go into my drink now. But anyway, there are superfoods and those are the antioxidants. Now, glutathione, we talked about that one too, is one of the most important cellular antioxidants that your body produces. It's also involved in your detoxification. You're not going to get that Skittles martini detoxified out of you 
without glutathione. Just not going to happen. You've got to have so much of it. Now, when we did, Chris, do you remember when we did our my DNA results with the DNA company's uh, Kashif Khan? He said pretty much my whole page in my book of genes of glutathione is not there. So I now take glutathione every day and also NEC, another thing I'll talk about in a second. Um, so you also, this is where knowing yourself also comes in because if you're missing that gene, if you're missing that page, then there are extra supplements or extra foods that you need to take to help balance out so that you're really supporting your mitochondria. Now, the vegetables that I mentioned before, the spice, the curcumin, quality proteins in your diet help you to make the antioxidants like the glutathione help give you vitamin C if you just want to get it from your food and you don't want to take it. And then also give you the NAC or N-acetylcysteine and you don't have to take it in a pill like I do. The more you can use really just a variety of spices, phytonutrients from all of your plants by having all the different colors on your plate, the more you enhance your glutathione production and all the other antioxidants that are critical for cell protection from these free radicals that we truthfully just can't get away from. Now, next on the list to do with this diet is eating low glycemic index foods. Now, this means you got to ditch the heavily processed foods the diets really that have so many grains in them and that cause sugar spikes. And when you, when you have something that's quite sugary, whether it's a drink or a food, it spikes your insulin and leads to inflammation. And again, it's another sucker punch to your mitochondria and also the BDNF, BDNF levels. Now, have you heard of something called type 3 diabetes? Well, that's actually all about insulin resistance towards the brain that messes with your learning and your memory. Low glycemic index foods are like apples versus watermelon because the apple is actually much higher in fiber. Think of mango versus cantaloupe, much more dense, right? In that fiber that's in there to the watery cantaloupe. And if you think about maybe a, a visual way of doing it, it's not always true, but, but if you put it into a blender, if you put a uh, watermelon into a blender, you'll be able to pour it out. Right, Chris? You yep. just would be able to add vodka to it and then away you go. If you took an <laughs> apple and put that into a blender, it's not going to pour. It's going to look like apple sauce. Apple juice. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to look sauce. like applesauce. Yeah. So there you go. It's a bit of a visual on, on that kind of things. Now, wait a minute. You so, are contradicting yourself. You said alcohol wasn't on the list and you just told me to put vodka in my watermelon juice. I know. I, I'm sorry. I looked at you as I said that. Because, <laughs> oh, I bring out the best in you, don't I? I know. I know. In my both my books, but in my award. Winning books, Sprout Right Family Food. One of the recipes I have for babies is watermelon, peach, and basil as a puree. No vodka. And 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 then I say, okay, parents, so go and make that for the babe. Give that to your babies, and then just keep a little off to the side. You can spike that for like a slightly he healthier drink, except the glycemic index, of course. But it's really super tasty. See? There's a woman who understands, right? It's you're not just writing exactly. it down for writing it down sakes. You're like, yeah, I got no. I got kids. I know exactly That's what's it. going on right now. And after you feed the baby, you need a drink. <laughs> yep, it, it's like it's you just maybe had that kind of a day, and it's a really lovely combination. So another visual maybe is blueberries versus grapes, right? Like it's that, it's the amount of fiber that's in there. The less fiber, the more sugar, the higher the glycemic index. And really just any more sugary food that you eat when combined with a protein or a fat. So if you take your grapes or anything like that and you put a protein or a fat with it, you're going to reduce the glycemic index of your meal. Here's another one, actually. Watermelon with feta cheese and basil fabulous little like side thing you can make or actually if you 
chop it up into chunks and put them onto a toothpick. They're a really lovely summertime snack and they're low glycemic index. So you still get to have the watermelon, which is lovely summertime food. Then you have the feta cheese, which is both fat and protein. And the basil makes it taste good. You got a little bit of green in there, not a serving, but still a little bit of green in there. Then that is awesome. So those three together actually make a really, a more balanced snack than just sitting there eating a piece of watermelon. Make sense? Try that one, Chris. It's really delish. I, if, so, if I was at somebody's house, if I was at your place, you know, enjoying yeah. a lovely afternoon and you served me watermelon with feta cheese and basil, I would have some. Yes. I, I yes. don't think I would do it for myself, but yeah. I, I would definitely yeah. try it. And a bit of balsamic vinegar on top of it, too. Amazing. Anyway. You crazy. Right. You absolutely crazy, Leanne Phillipson. I know. It just make great taste. <laughs> Yummy. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutRight.com or LeannePhillipson.com. All right, on to protein. Well, it's essential. It stabilizes your blood sugar. And no matter whether you're an omnivore, vegetarian, vegan, keto, like doesn't matter. The focus on protein is needed. That means fish, preferably omega-3 rich mackerel, sardines, salmon, tuna, herring, um, what else is there? What did I miss there? Uh, trout, actually, that f- fits in there. Some people say halibut, but yeah, you know, it's more of your salmon kind of thing. Then there's also grass-fed beef. If you're into buffalo, elk, yeah, I don't know, venison, that's another one. Wild game, that's another one. Chicken, of course, just more your more standard one. Cornish hen, turkey. Then you've got cheese that includes cheddar, cottage cheese, parmesan, ricotta. Eggs, of course, are super high in protein. They're amazing. Then there's your vegetarian sources of protein, which are miso, tofu, tempeh, beans with mushrooms, with or without mushrooms, actually. And really, if all else fails, grab yourself a protein powder of some kind. Your dairy alternatives, they kind of just a little bit fall into the protein category, but also pretty much your carbs. And some of them are fats, like coconut milk, for instance, almond milk, and any other nut and seed milks, your legumes right? How many times do you look at it like a lentil and go, I don't know what to do with you, but really they are great. And also beans. Now they're super fiber rich. They're a source of B vitamins and they're known to be a complex carbohydrate because really this diet is, is a much more being low carbohydrate. But when I say that it's about the refined ones. Now there are also proteins that are excellent low glycemic um, options, you know, things like bean soups, for instance, or dried beans or lentils made into some sort of dip. Edamame, those come from soybeans. Make sure you're only having organic and non-GMO. So there's lots and lots of ways to get protein into you. <laughs> Mate, as soon as you said edamante, edam, edam, edamame, edamame. It's that damn yeah. song out now called edamame. Have you ever heard it? I have not. It's phenomenal. It's called. It's literally, and I. It's funny because the minute I heard the song, I yeah. went, "Wait a minute, are they talking about the bean?" It can't, yeah. it can't be. T- it's a it's a really popular song. Call it up I'm on your gonna, on your iTunes or your Spotify. It's yeah. it's really yeah. really catchy. I'm gonna look that up. All right, on to nuts and seeds. We've got almonds, walnuts, coconut, flax, chia, hemp, pumpkin seeds, and all the nut butters and seed butters or pastes. Now, if you're gonna have an apple, for instance, which I just said is higher fiber, lower glycemic index, throw on some of an, any kind of nut butter. Absolutely delicious, way tastier and way more essential fats. Now, chia and flax seeds are higher in fiber, 
but ground hemp seeds. Chris, you're laughing. Why are you <laughs> I'm, so, laughing? I'm sorry. I'm such a child. Why? I'm such a child. It's oh, because where, you, where, where you, 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 you use the word nut. You use nut butter, which is one of the funniest things I've heard in the last 10 years. Nut butter? Yeah, nut butter. I just, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, and it comes from uh, a commercial for okay. a peanut butter. And I forget the brand, but. <laughs> well, there might be a lovely loyal listener out there he, who's heard the same thing that you have. He takes a bite of the peanut butter on bread or something and he goes, holy nut butter. And it just, <laughs> every time he says it, it echoes in my, in my head. And as soon as you said it. All no, when I, I say, when I say nut butter, I kind of need to say nut butter. <laughs> all of a sudden, there it is. <laughs> holy nut butter. And it just. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the last. You're here. You are trying to teach our our wonderful listeners something important, and all that's going on in my head is holy nut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. But let's go back to where you were focused, please. So, we, well, they say laughter is the best medicine. So we've also just helped someone cure something by making them giggle. So there you go. <laughs> All right, so where was I? Chia and flax. Yes. Right? Those little chia seeds, those little flax seeds that are really not so tasty, but they are very good for you. Um, They're higher in fiber, but ground hemp seeds, which actually I love putting on top of my salads because they're pretty nutty, but ground hemp seeds and ground flax, flax seeds, they become really easily rancid. So once you grind them up and then you you know, think, okay, I'm going to do all the things Leanne says. And you grind them up in a big container and put them in, in the, not in the fridge, you put them in the cupboard. Well, they go really rancid. So that's not so good. So don't go out and buy big, massive bags or grind them all up and just think, okay, great. I'm ready to go. I'm sorry. They kind of need to be like ground and eaten, ground and eaten, ground and eaten to a certain extent, or like two or three days worth and keep them in the fridge. So just do b- small bits at the time. Chia and hemp and flax. Now they all offer different nutrition and seeds are an absolute powerhouse. Um, of really being able to supply nutrients. Um, An average serving of chia or flax is higher in fiber and carbohydrates and lower in protein than the same amount of hemp seeds. Now, while all three are similar in calories and fat, hemp seeds actually have less than half of the omega-3 fats that the others do. So I thought that was a little a little interesting tidbit, a little bit like the um, Twizzlers are a are one molecule away from pantyhose. There you go. It's just a healthier tip that you've got there. I bet nobody's going to bring out that stat though, are they? Anyway, good fats and oils for cooking salads. Really, just when you put put oils on top of your salads, you've got to go for minimally refined, cold pressed, organic, non-GMO is your best case scenario. And I understand that that is not a cheap bottle that you're buying when you buy it. So that's why really you just hold on to that to drizzle on top of your salads. Your fats and oils, they can come from avocado. They can come from just olives, black or green olives, the olive oil, obviously extra virgin and cold pressed. Flaxseed oil, that's another one. Don't buy the massive bottles, please, because it does oxidize. Um, Not the best flavor from flaxseed oil. So you just want to put a tablespoon or something like that into a salad dressing if you're making that. Coconut oil, organic and virgin. Those are amazing. Coconut milk. You'll also have some of the coconut fat in there. Ghee, which is clarified butter and butter from the milk of grass-fed cows are your best options. Now, like I said, extra virgin olive oil is perfect for your salad your salads and your dressings. MCT oil is also good in there. Butter from uh, the grass-fed cows, 
um, ghee, those are best to be cooking in. Your coconut oil is also a super fuel for the brain. So you can add coconut milk to anything that you make um, instead of a dairy even. But just really be careful about the oils that you're cooking in. Your olive oil does not go into the frying pan or uh, even into the oven, really. Just keep it for raw as much as possible. And I know everybody flip-flops back and forth about what they say about that, but that really is um, the newer information that I've come across anyway. All right, now gluten-free whole grains with the grain or the bran intact, intact is great. So your brown rice is essential, whether that's short grain, long grain, basmati, jasmine, really so good. You could actually ditch all the grains if you really wanted your maximum mitochondrial support. Um, but really your, your brown rice, your quinoa, your buckwheat, they're good whole grains to be having from a fiber standpoint. But if you want to you know, kind of play around with that, then, uh, then keep most of the grains to, to a minimum. Drinks? Hmm. Well, we've kind of already covered a little bit of that. Your beer and booze sadly is off the list of beneficial drinks for your mitochondria. So I'll leave that up to you to decide, but adding in tea, hot or cold, go for the green tea. Absolutely incredible. Your herb teas, your adaptogenic teas, which you'll find at your, probably at your local health food store. Cordyceps, that's a type of mushroom. Schizandra, ginseng, astragalus, licorice. We talked about a lot of those in the adaptogen um, episode that we did. I don't remember that, that, that number. I didn't write that one down. We've got yerba mate. There's some serious caffeine in there. Yerba mate is a real good energy booster. Ginkgo biloba, black, white, uh, black and white tea, black coffee, or other beverages that are beneficial for your brain health. Tons and tons of research coming out about coffee. Please make sure it's organic and check for mold. Those are two big things that are not beneficial for your brain health. Some of your uh, water intake might be replaced with some unsweetened coconut water, which is super high in minerals and electrolytes. Now, another superfood to know about is the super nutrient dense algae, which is really suitable for every dietary profile. Doesn't matter whether you eat meat, you don't eat meat, doesn't matter. It's totally vegan. Now, these are chlorella and spirulina. Now, apparently, you could live forever on either one of these and it has almost the same amino acid profile as breast milk. It's called your nutrition insurance because maybe, I think, so some experts say you could live on it forever. Now, antioxidants, proteins, phytonutrients, it's all in there. Nutrition and energy. Really, when we talk about those, spirulina has your highest protein and gives each cell energy. It's energizing on a cellular level. Chlorella is highest in chlorophyll, and that pulls out toxins and helps with recovery. Really, and some of those toxins that chlorella can pull out include alcohol. So yes, you can go for the chlorella if you have actually gone and had a drink. And also my Kid Boost and Skid Boost is excellent at preventing hangovers because those greens, those super powerful blues and greens are in there. And please make sure that you're finding a really good source. Now, spirulina is a really powerful antioxidant. It supports an antioxidant in our bodies called superoxide dismutase or SOD. And SOD, well, that, that attacks those free radicals that come from oxygen. And our bodies make SOD, really, but after about we hit our 40s, then it really starts to decrease. So the more spirulina that you can have in your diet, really, that's going to come from a powder um, going into a drink like I'm talking about in my Kid Boost or Skin Boost, because, you know, those greens, they don't taste that great. 
you can find many ways to get them in. Okay, so those are my suggestions for supporting your mitochondria. There's probably a lot to digest there, <laughs> literally. So let's re <laughs> recap as perhaps you're kind of hungry. Well, maybe not so much after I talk about spirulina. Now, mitochondria health, it's essential. And really, it's because we rely on these powerhouses for everything that we do. The reason that we need help, need to help our mitochondria is that because this it's energy, we get there's something called ATP really is the same name as energy, but in a more scientific way. And when we create energy, then the free radicals, well, they're created. Our carbohydrate-rich diet, they produce free radicals. Exercise, well, that produces free radicals. Breathing even produces free radicals. So we know that we can't get away from it, but all the foods, your focus and everything that you're doing is going towards helping to minimize that. Now, our mitochondria, they're responsible for creating more than 90% of the energy that we need to survive. Now, in our bodies, again, just to recap, 100,000 trillion mitochondria are in our bodies, and we make about 2 billion mitochondria every second throughout our lives. Really, the lifespan of the mitochondria is about 100 days, so we've got a chance to support the next billion that's being produced. All right, we can do it. All right. So the mitochondria, the DNA, they can get damaged. So those cells can't reproduce in a healthy way. And we end up with aging. Now, focusing on your diet, everything that I've just said, remember, this is a recap, following intermittent fasting, if that's the right thing for you. If not, maybe investigate, go to 12 hour fast every day, then try 13 hour fast every day, move up to 14 hour fast. I did do a podcast on intermittent fasting. So head back and find that one. Going on a lower carb diet or no carb diet for a little while, unless you can really make sure that you're having those whole grains that brown rice, the quinoa, soaking them really helps your digestion as well. You need high nutrients from your veggies, especially the green ones and colorful antioxidant rich fruits and vegetables. And I'm talking like eight to 12 servings a day. That's what can help remove those free radicals and really even reduce them. Now you need to support your mitochondria with supplements too. It's really difficult to do all of this with your diet, knowing the kind of diet that most people have, because I see enough food diaries from my clients. It's a challenge because just life, that's all there is to it. So adding in a supplement called CoQ10 or coenzyme Q10, um, it's hard to get from food. So it's a really important one. And I've actually recently been, I've started taking this and I think it's reduced my migraines, which is also incredible because it's so much about circulation and energy production, helping those cells really just function better. Eating adequate uh, protein is essential because amino acids like creatine and L-carnitine, well, those are two amino acids that come from your proteins and they're needed for cells. Creatine, as you may have heard about in sort of more of your muscle building type protein powders, that gives energy to the cell. It helps them create that ATP and carnitine. That's just an amino acid. The amino acids are so simple and yet so powerful. Now, CoQ10, it's also an antioxidant, and we need these antioxidants in buckets. So please do check out my biohacking bundle or order them separately on SproutRight.com. You can just start off trying one at a time. Remember, you need loads of those B vitamins. You need the vitamin C, you need the zinc and the selenium. Those are all the nutrients that are crucial for making 
sod as as uh, superoxide dismutase, for instance, they're all that's based on vitamin C, zinc, and selenium. So all of those you'll find in my alka C. Then you need those omega three fats. So really go for it with your fish and add in omega boost, which is another take this by Leanne product. It's all on the red website for you to check out. Now, if you're feeling a little overwhelmed with the nice long list of super healthy foods I've given you, why don't you actually just start down by tracking what you're eating right now? It's much, much easier to start where you're at and start to make tweaks and changes as you go along. Start replacing one vegetable for another. Start replacing one meal for another that you know is healthier rather than thinking, oh my God, I can't eat anything because it's just a feeding and you won't get to where you want to go. Really start by taking stock of where you are. I've got a free download over on sproutright.com forward slash take stock. Download it, fill it in, write it in. And that's just the great place to start where exactly you are right now. Meet yourself there and then move forward. You can also reach out to for a free 15-minute call to go over any of the supplements that you're taking if you're interested in something like the uh, the curcumin, for instance, the bio curcumin that I've been taking, or even the CoQ10, or you're not too sure about the B vitamins, what are you going to do with it, or the Kid Boost or the Skin Boost. That's why I created this free 15-minute call. It's a real troubleshooting call, so we just get in there and get out pretty quick but it really helps to make sure that you're taking the right things. So with all of that said, supporting your mitochondria is probably the deepest dive that I think that we could ever do on Eat This with Leanne. And to round up, I don't even know if we ever call this seasons, Chris. We're going to have one more episode next week. And then Chris and I are going to take a couple of weeks off, get some space in our brains, take some time, be with families. Chris, you're going to maybe hit a beach or two, I think, aren't you? All I know is I'm getting out of this closet. I'm getting away from this bathroom. Because, you know, there's some times when you just need to exhale, you need to regroup, and then the creativity juices flow. And how many times on here do I talk about really just giving yourself some grace, some ease, and also just taking a break. So thank you so much for being along as normal. Rate the podcast on whatever, wherever it is that you're listening to this. If you're listening to this on the radio, then please do get your friends to listen because, you know, this is this is something pretty foundational. We eat every single day. And when people get, you know, even little tidbits of something new to try, it really, really can uplevel their lives. Head over to leannephillipson.com or spreadright.com and sign up for my newsletter because I tell you things like we're going to be off for two weeks in, in that newsletter, tell you, share with you a little bit about my week and what's been going on. This week, I put a couple of pictures of my my poor puppy that had some surgery last week. So it's kind of just a way to connect on a different level uh, by me sharing uh, a bit about what's going on in my life over on my newsletters. So you can do that too. And of course, share this episode with anyone. Stick it on your social media page and say, hey guys, there's a really good tip in here. Why don't you go and listen? Thank you so much for being along and let's finish off as normal by saying, please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.